Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. Today, we're going to be talking about the quagmire of parental support pages on social media. Whenever you have a situation with especially your children that is really difficult and hard to untangle and yet really long lasting, you try to find support. You go to a therapist, you go to a pediatrician, you go to your friends, your neighbors, your family, and you try to find support. But when your child is particularly hard, you realize nobody gets it, right? So you end up searching for people who get it. And if you live in a large enough area, you might find a support group for parents who live in the area and they'll gather together in person. But of course, after COVID hit, you're not finding terribly many of those groups anymore. And they moved online. Some of them might have been there already, but a majority of of just support pages popped up so that people could go and have an outlet for finding answers to their questions or just venting about issues that they're having with their children. And I remember when I found my first parent support page. So there are regular parenting support pages where you talk about diaper rashes and you talk about, you know, timeouts and you talk about discipline or basic things. Those are a different arena. I'm not going to say they're not a problem themselves because of course we we all know just what a crazy entertaining situation it is in the comment section. I'm going to kind of narrow it down just to the support groups that are about specific things such as ADHD or bipolar children or having um, children with reactive attachment disorder or being the parent of a child with oppositional defiance disorder or those kinds of things. When you go to those specific types of parenting pages, it is a different world. So one of the differences I found between even the oppositional defiance pages and the bipolar pages, I'm actually not on a bipolar page, but there is one that kind of overlaps. Um, And the reactive attachment parent support page is the reactive attachment page is intense. To say the least, it is intense. The parents are sharing their true feelings. Those feelings are intense because their kids are intense and it's a really hard life. And so when I first opened this page, I was already depressed. I was already overwhelmed. I already had done some research and the the future did not look bright. It looked incredibly grim. And I pop onto this support page and everything is terrible. And I remember writing down in my journal, oh my gosh, there's no hope. It's just a nightmare. And all of these parents are showing me that it's a nightmare. So first, you're going to show up at these pages. And I've seen other parents comment where they're like, I hate it here. You guys are all downers. <laughs> like, And I thought that was exactly how I was. When I came in, I was so depressed. I was so sad. Nobody had anything good to say. People, including myself, would be like, hey, does anyone have any good, like, is there a good, like, positive outcome to any of these stories? And nobody would say yes. Maybe you'd get like a a little kind of salt and pepper of, 
of a good story every now and then. But I would say maybe you'd get one or two out of every 50 responses. It was not a very optimistic place to be. I remember being really sad and I had to sit back and remember that people come to support pages when they are overwhelmed and stressed. They don't usually come to the support page when they're feeling great and things are successful. So when you have those few parents who are like, oh yeah, well ours did this. Most of the people who had a positive thing to say about their kid, their child had already moved out of the, of the house. So either they had another reactive attachment child and that's why they were still there or they just hadn't gotten off and it popped up, but their child was not living with them at the time when they're making their positive comments. So you have to remember to frame it in that this is where the injured people are coming for help. And sometimes the injured people just need to vent it out to people who understand. So some parts of the support page are, look at my big feelings, acknowledge my big feelings, and then let's be on our way kind of a thing. Which when you're looking for support, and then you have to be the support, <laughs> it's it's just a really unique process. But but I, as time went on and things with my child got harder and I started noticing that I could relate to so many of the things that people are saying. And I would make comments here and there and they would make comments and I would, I mean, I would make, um, I would post some things and, and I would get responses back. And I'm purposely not telling you what the names of these support groups are because talk about persnickety, okay? Getting into your particular support groups is hard. Once you're in a support group, people do not want to be talked about because they are talking about raw feelings. A lot of people who join these support groups have a totally artificial uh, social media page that they're using to join this they also have people who infiltrate for their own TikTok material. So you'll have somebody, there is a, one of my support groups where an actual child who is now an adult who had rad as a child started putting up these posts of these really exhausted parents and then talking about how horrible parents of rad children were. And it really ruffled the feathers of the reactive attachment parents. But I thought it was really funny because when so many people are confirming the behaviors of children with this diagnosis, when the child with that diagnosis is like, look, it's the parents. And you're like, um, <laughs> it just so happens that every single person that's a horrible person manages to adopt a child with reactive attachment disorder. It's weird. Why can't nice people do it? <laughs> funny. It's just funny to me. So take that and, and know that it is just a just ridiculous. But I as as things were hard and I'm, you know, asking questions and people are like, hey, my therapist said this. Is this normal? Or hey, our insurance did this. Is that normal? Or my kid says this to somebody else and this to me, is it even worth it to do these things? Those are beneficial questions. But it is a highly emotionally charged place. And you really want to be careful. 
And I don't really use the support pages anymore because anytime you try to be supportive, you are dealing with parents who are so frazzled. Their nerves are just like so sensitive. They're on edge and they are mean. So you can say anything and somebody's going to take it wrong and somebody's going to be mad. And then you end up in one of those stupid Facebook fights or social media fights. And you're just like, this is the dumbest. Like (laughs) if you could read, if I could type properly with the whatever punctuation will help you understand what I'm saying, you wouldn't be at that point. But for some reason, everybody is snarky and mean and nobody except the incredibly new and desperate (laughs) are soft and really looking for guidance. Other people just want support in their venting. So when you are looking for support, I don't want to turn you away from these kinds of sites. I just want to prepare you mentally for these kinds of sites because you need to know going in that you might not be getting the support that you need. But I think if you stick around in some ways, you're going to find a little bit of validation. I was astonished at how similar so many of the stories were. My reactive attachment child is not a teenager. So, you know, the teenager people could talk to the teenager people. But when you took the behaviors as like a broad umbrella, instead of specific instances, you could see that this disorder played out the same for so many of the children. And even when you're trying to find the cause of your child's behavior, sometimes you'll get these little glimmers from some of the parents. And it's, it's like, oh my gosh, yay, because I truly believe with my child, that a bulk of her issues come from her being stuck in fight, flight, freeze, right? And she stays in fight. And I think a lot of her issues come from an anxiety area, an area of fear of the unknown, of fear of the future, of fear, just completely fear. So when another parent said, you guys, I think this is all coming from anxiety. Do any of you think this is from anxiety? I was like, oh my goodness. I just felt so validated. And you live in a world as a parent to a really difficult child where you get no validation because the people who don't understand are validating you incorrectly. And and it's not their fault. They're they're either dismissing you because they don't get it or they're trying to validate you and they don't quite know how because they don't get it. But you spend a lot of your life not being validated. So when you have those little moments of validation, whether again, it's on the behaviors that your child uses, the logic that your child uses, or even, you know, the, the, the things that you think are going to make things better and you've tried them and they seem to be working and then they seem to be working for this other person. Like it's, it's great. And you get these little glimmers of positivity in a time where there is no positivity, almost at all. So I don't want to discourage you. However, know that it is not an easy place to be in these support groups. 
I remember one specifically about uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. And (laughs) it's a lot calmer of a place to be in the oppositional defiance group and the ADHD group and the autism group. That's also another one that overlaps with something. Some of them overlap with each other and there's like six different things because I think no matter what your child's diagnosis is, if it's hard, it's hard. And there are varying degrees of difficulty, but that doesn't make what someone else is going through not hard just because there's a harder version over there. But when I was in the ADHD group, (laughs) which is again, like I said, a surprisingly nicer group than the reactive attachment disorder group, because I don't think the same kind of overwhelm is happening with most of the parents. It's still persnickety. It's still snarky. You know, anytime you interact with parents, you are talking about people who are raising a piece of their heart. They get really involved in it. They get really, the choices that they make are thought through. They're probably overly obsessed about. And then someone comes to a conclusion. You have to remember that the children they have are not the children you have. The personalities they have are not the personalities that you have. And the way that personality that they have interacts with their children is different than the personality you have and the way it interacts with your child. So you have to be able to separate your experience and allow them their experience, but allow yourself your experience. Don't let them pull you in to those social media fights. They're stupid. You guys don't know each other. You guys don't know each other's kids. You guys have no clue what kind of day it is, what kind of externalities are happening. You don't know if this person's mom died a week ago. You don't know. (laughs) So allowing yourself to be pulled in. I remember again, back to the ADHD thing, I keep forgetting to finish the story. The fight that was happening was over food colorings. Oh, such and such and such and such. They had this and this and this. Oh, that has food colorings in it. I can't believe you let your child have food colorings. You need to take that out of their diet. And then the original poster's like, hey, I actually haven't noticed any kind of difference with food colorings in my child's diet. And then the secondary poster and like eight other women, I assume most of them are women, Uh, but that is a conclusion I just jumped to, are like, no, no, you have to take him out. No, 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 no. For both sides, she said she hasn't noticed a difference. As someone whose children are affected by food coloring, I can tell you I notice a difference. If she doesn't, then that might not be her child's thing. And that's okay. Let her have hers, just like they need to let you have yours. So (laughs) just... Don't let it. This is the whole point I'm trying to make. Don't let the stupid parts wind you up because raising a difficult child is hard enough. Raising all of these difficult child's parents with your child is not worth it. It's not worth it. So use the social media pages as a place to glean information. And if it becomes a situation where people just pounce on you and just like try to attack you and try to bring you down, then go ahead and delete your post or 
I really encourage people to post anonymously, especially after one of our pages was um, taken over by that TikTok lady. I definitely recommend posting anonymously. It's great. You if you post anonymously, the information is still out there. It doesn't matter if these people know your name. You know, you're able to get answers to your questions. You're able to have all of the things that you need addressed, addressed. And if it turns into cycle land and you need to like delete your post because it's gone off the rails, that's fine. Nobody knows you. Nobody remembers because you were anonymous and it's great. The way that you anonymously post is different on your phone than on your desktop. So know that you might run into that issue if you are anonymously posting. But go ahead and ask your questions. Go ahead and filter through. Just remember these parents are at the end of their rope they're burnt out, they're grouchy, they're probably not taking care of themselves. Because when you're in the middle of intensely difficult times, it it's sort of hard to remember to put yourself, not even first, but to put yourself anywhere at all to take care of yourself. So go ahead and give them a little bit of leeway. And go ahead and get your questions answered and try to glean some of the information that will be beneficial for you. But of course, if this doesn't work, you can always leave the group and come back later. Thanks for joining me as we navigate through this insane reality of being the parent of a hard kid.